Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. Happy to be joined by you, Em, as always. Of course. We are here, season three, episode 29, almost 30 episodes deep into this thing. Um, and I feel like we're just gaining momentum. Yeah, I mean, like, I see no reason. We've broke for season breaks uh, previously, uh, well before this point, and I think we've just been on rocking and rolling as always grateful to you guys for still tuning in and listening to us uh, chat back and forth on these right for sure and i think when i come back in a couple weeks uh from the show Mm -hmm. where we're doing these ahead of time when i come back from our work trip in california i will have a couple guests that i will be able to pinpoint on the show and maybe that's how we kick off season four Mm, good call with the guests yeah yeah so I'm looking looking for a few. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I will get a few. Yeah. So um, today we are talking about something near and dear to a lot of hearts out there, a lot of our listeners and beyond. This should be shared, an episode that should be shared by them because there seems to be still a a, a huge misconception. Massive. Over low calories, Mm -hmm. low calorie diets. Yeah. And as the title states, turns into the low calorie disaster Mm -hmm. as this misconception of eating as few calories as possible to lose weight really takes a hold of a lot of people as we start to enter a fat loss phase or a fitness journey or change a goal. Like I think that that's still, and I mean, I know we've had conversations about it with people here and on our discovery calls that we talked about a few episodes ago with people who just want to eat as little as possible to lose weight when that doesn't have to be the case. It doesn't have to be the case. And also the, like, let's like, maybe we can go over, like we, we understand the low calorie science, right? Mm -hmm. Calories in versus calories out. If calories in are less than what we're burning that day, we're good. But the hard part is yes, that would lead to weight loss, but two, two parts to that. One, people don't understand how many calories they're actually eating Mm -hmm. and don't understand how many calories they're actually burning Mm -hmm. and what the science behind both of those means. What does it mean to burn a calorie? How are you burning that calorie? What are you doing to burn that calorie? And it's it's not just about like energy energy exertion through calories out. Mm -hmm. When the calories are coming in, people drastically drastically I think it's like 60% I think it was when I saw it last um, underestimate their calories in like like they literally underestimate over half of the calories that they think they're consuming in a day mm-hmm. when they're when they're just asked well and it's easy to do right Super like, easy we don't all need to be calorie calculators and have you know my fitness pal or whatever other app pulled up at all times but it can also lead to this disaster and frustration Mm -hmm. where we think we are doing one thing, but we are not, we are actually doing another. Yes. 
that's that's part that's the first part of first it. First part. The second part of it is that people tend to really push this low calorie envelope way too much, way too far, and they actually uh, go so low that their body can't actually support itself mm -hmm. on its own because of how low calories are coming in. And what I mean by that is people don't have enough energy, uh, physical, mental, emotional, to just be a normal human being mm -hmm. outside of that, and they almost turn into somebody else. Yeah. And then it's not worth it at all. Like, they don't feel good. Right. And what's the first thing that people do when they don't feel good? Usually. Lash, lash out at other people and make that known. Make it known, right? <laughs> yeah. For 100%. And then what's the first thing they do to themselves? They want to feel better, so they go they and eat. Eat. Yep. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm eating low calories, but now you're smashing, again, my classic example is the bottle of wine and a bag of chips at night. But it's a lot more than that, mm -hmm. right? So stress takes over. Like you're yep. overstressing the body. Like somebody who's trying to work on not stressing their, themselves out a lot, like you are overstressing the body when you don't feed it enough. Mm -hmm. Right? You, we, we, we know that. Like that is a, that is a factual thing. Again, it's a it's a balancing act. It is it, it does start with calories in and calories out. That's still within a science, but it also depends on what you're doing within those ranges, those deficits. Definitely. I like what you said there about the balancing act because I think as we start to think calories in, calories out, it can be easy to think about that in a vacuum of if I eat less and move more, I will lose weight, period but we forget to recognize the multitude of other factors that can play into that, whether that be personal fat, like personal health things, lifestyle things, whether that be the honesty of the tracking, whether that be how many calories do you actually need to eat just to maintain physical function and overall health, which I would argue should be the top priority goal regardless of anything that comes underneath that, right? If we aren't healthy, if we're sick, the only thing we, else we want is to be unsick, right? Mm -hmm. To be healthy again. So if we forego our health just for the sake of weight loss, would that fat loss be worth it in the end, right? More of a contemplative question there. Um, well, it's still something to dive into, not to cut you off. Remember, remember that thought, but like, is it worth it, right? Mm -hmm. Is such a low-calorie diet worth you feeling irritable, sleeping like shit, being poor to yourself, poor to others, uh, having low energy, not having the motivation to do things, mm -hmm. and then feeling weak, for goodness sakes, right? Like, yeah. like, how many more things do you need to have on your list to realize that the low calorie isn't working or not worth it? Yeah. Now keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, what you're saying is true. Like, it's, it's likely not worth it. So when we think of that in, we think of that calories in, calories out in a vacuum, we neglect all of those other things and we can often go blinders on and maybe even selfishly to a point not realize the negative impact that that has on ourselves in other areas or maybe more importantly those around us as well. So as we kind of flip the script and look at that maybe surprisingly fresh take as we like to do, what if that wasn't the only way to do it? What if you could do it differently would you do it differently and i think that's what we're about to unpack here is potentially that different way to approach fat loss where it is possible and there is another way but we have to often take a step outside of ourselves to mm -hmm. look at that and find it 
Yeah, the in the low calorie diets that we're referring to here, guys are like the thousand calories or less diets, twelve hundred calories or less diets would even be in there. I would even say fifteen hundred is close for a lot of people, but we'll say twelve hundred and less, thousand and less for sure. Um, and they do all the negative things, the cons that we just mentioned, mm-hmm. right? So the only time those are ever good are basically when they're medically prescribed, and that's only to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. like maybe two to four weeks tops, because then the body starts to actually fight it back. Um, A lot of people will use fasting to think of this when it actually shows in research fasting, they actually eat more calories because they're trying to push them all in at night. So go figure on that, Uh, abusing fasting. No way humans could do that, but here we are. Um, But we, we think about like the tenure of a low calorie diet. Like it's not meant to be done all the time. And that's the biggest like disaster that people are putting themselves in because they think that they they need to be losing fat all the time. Like listeners, how long have you been trying to lose this weight? How long have you been trying to work on fat loss? Mm-hmm. Right? Like at, like quote unquote trying. We know we sh- there's times and places for it, but how long have you been trying to lose this weight? Maybe the supplements Maybe the low-calorie diets, maybe the things that the mainstream media, the things that you're trying to avoid, by the way, aren't the answers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's it's easing into and looking into a little bit more of those sustainable approaches and doing it the way that you were mentioning earlier. Like, what if there was another, another way? way? What if there was a minimum minimum effective dose of calories and actions and habits that you could do that could help make this sustainable? And the last question that we could kind of use for the listeners to uh, like think about like you did earlier was if you were somebody who was trying to lose 30 pounds and you did a low calorie diet and you lost these 30 pounds in five weeks, six weeks, whatever it is, again, was it worth it? And then is it still worth it to you if over the next six months you gained 40 pounds back? Right? So if you lost all that weight but gained it back and more, is it still worth it? Was it still worth it? Like that's another piece to it because that happens more often than not too. Mm -hmm. And I think the flip side of that is what if it took that amount of time to lose that initial weight? What if it took all the time it would have taken to lose the weight and then gain it back? Whatever that time frame is. And then we all of a sudden we take that time to only lose the weight we wanted to lose. But we're then set up with sustainable habits that carry us forward, right? Are we willing to sacrifice that four months of our lives to lose the weight and say, hey, this is going to be hard. I am going to push a little bit. I will have to say no to some things, but I know that in the end, I won't be constantly trying to lose body fat all the time. We won't have the mental load and the stress of trying to do all of these things. We just simply have to take the action up front to make it happen and build the habits the harder way than just eating really low calorie foods, trapping ourselves in there, potentially being stuck there with some of the stuff Jordan was talking about with then eating and then crushing the bag of wine or bag of wine. Bag of wine. Hey, slap <laughs> the bag. Probably. I remember those days. I'm slap the bag. Bottle, bottle of wine, <laughs> yeah. bag of chips, right? And setting ourselves back and spending four months just stressing over nothing happening on the scale versus taking that intentional action through, right? Like there are other ways to go about this, but oftentimes we as humans, 
even though we're trying not to get trapped into the marketing, get trapped into the marketing. Get trapped into it, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's important. It, they, they do because it's it, the marketing is, is relating to something important, right? Mm-hmm. Something that matters to the, to the person. Absolutely. And they know exactly how to feed into your emotions, by the way. This mm-hmm. is marketing, like, in a nutshell. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, gosh, they told you all the stuff that you were doing is wrong, and they totally dial you in, and they're like, they just so happen to have the solution. Mm-hmm. Go figure. So the the big part of that, by the way, Franzia, I think, is the wine, yes, the finest a... of wines that comes in a bag that you slap. If you've ever did that in your college I, years, I I did not. I will I will admit I did Slap not it over do your that. Shoulder has a little corkscrew thing. Yes, I know. On the bottom, yeah, yeah. There was a few few slap the bags back in uh, the college days. Um, that's for another podcast. So, as we dive into this, the the low calorie disaster is how long do you need to keep going on these low calorie diets to continue to get the same results, if not continue to make your body feel worse? Like, what if these low calorie diets? Are the reason why you're not motivated anymore the reason why you're saying no to the gym the reason why you're so stressed the reason why your energy is dropping the reason why your hormones are off your adrenals are off the reason why you're in pain like your body doesn't have enough to even just function anymore so it's going to start pulling resources from these other areas in your body that we need to be functional and need to be working properly to have an adequate feeling life mm-hmm. like what if this low calorie diet is expanding more than just this weight on the scale mm-hmm. And it's affecting these other areas. Because, in, in a sense, guys, it is. It is. Like, it's, it's ruining a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the longer you do it, the older you get, the worse it's going to be on you. Right. And you might not realize that, and maybe that is this listening to it, and you are maybe thinking, like, oh, my gosh. Like, maybe it's that. Right? And we've talked about it before in other episodes. Like, don't be afraid to experiment. Like, branch out. See what happens. Right? There is mm-hmm. maintenance is a goal as well. Maybe this isn't the time to focus on body fat. Maybe it's the time to come back, eat at maintenance, focus on our workouts, get a performance goal in there. And then would you look at that? We're eating enough. We're focusing on a performance goal and our fat loss, our fat drops. Hmm. Right? We've seen it happen many a times here uh, and outside of here, right, with people we've worked with, I'm sure. We have a new lady that just started started with us this, this week. Has a goal of being strong, has a goal of being independent, has a goal of uh, fat loss, weight loss, mm-hmm. um, 10 to 15 pounds. And she knows those are all things that she wants to accomplish. She feel, feels, and this, uh, and, I, and I am not going to, uh, I'll keep going, she feels like those things will happen if she learns the life skills the sustainability part for those things to happen. And those will all be side effects of her learning these life skills. We happen to be lucky, lucky enough and grateful enough that she's with us to do it. And we are, we, we are ecstatic to do so, right? So what if, like, you learning the life skills, listener, um, the life skills to do all these things creates the side effect of the weight loss, the side effect of more energy, the side effect of motivation, of purpose, of belonging, of independence of Mm -hmm. active uh, physical freedom of an active life like what if life skills do that so the quick fixes won't do that and the quick fixes often promise a low calorie thing but what also happens in the low calorie thing is that even if you're not doing something that is pertaining to low calories like you do you go for a quick fix or start a program or start a nutrition plan whatever 
oftentimes we'll still try to make that a low calorie thing. Like we think like this stuff is supposed to help for weight loss. So we'll actually do a little self-sabotage there and uh, intentionally or unintentionally, however you want to put it, start eating less because this is supposed to help with weight loss when we don't follow the plan accordingly. Mm -hmm. Right? Like keto got hot for a long time there in diets and fads and marketing because of, again, it, it was like a perfect storm. Carbs are the devil. Carbs are bad. Don't do any carbs. You know what's really good with no carbs? Keto diet. Ketogenic diet. You should do keto. You can put your body in ketosis. Well, the cool thing about that, when people do it right, here in the Midwest, we often butcher it with um, just meats and cheeses, which is not full keto. That's what we call Midwest keto. Um, what happens is that the person actually eats more calories than what they were before, and they start losing weight. Right? People go on a ketogenic diet and they usually eat like up to 150% more calories than what they were when they're doing it because of the fat content that they're eating. And all of a sudden they start losing weight. Well, then they think that carbs are bad, so they never touch carbs again, which is incorrect. But they don't realize that, they're, that they ate enough calories to support their bodily systems and their human body and their lifestyle to actually want it to lose weight again to fulfill that. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like. They don't, they don't realize at all that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. They were in a low-calorie diet prior to it. Absolutely. I, I'm going to tie back to what you said about the mental outlook of this, too. I was reading a, and I don't have it in front of me, so I won't get too in detail, but I will see if I can find it and we can link it, a very interesting study about people. They gave them two shakes in one group, same exact shake, but one group they said it was 200 calories, and the other one they said it was 460 calories, mm -hmm. right? And those two people processed that very, like, differently just based on how much calories they thought was in the shake. And it was really the higher calorie shake. Like, it was 460 it was across all, the board. Yeah. But they told one group it was 200. And those people were like, oh, this is healthy for me. Their appetite, their feelings of hunger afterwards, they were hungrier sooner. But the people that thought it was more... We're like, oh no, I I'm supposed to be full. I'm feeling full. Interesting. It was a very interesting mental outlook on food. And I think that that mental outlook on food, when we think like, oh no, it's low calorie, I'm, I am I might be hungry, leads us more down that path versus, hey, I'm eating enough. I feel full, but I'm not overly stuffed. I am satisfied, right? And just that having that different mental outlook and different mental shift and perspective can be so beneficial when we're pursuing a fat loss goal. Whether it's just of that, right? And mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, like, don't find a friend and mix up all the food labels in your house. Right. <laughs> but having that different mental outlook, focusing on a performance goal, focusing on something else that isn't just how few calories can I eat. Yeah, we... We as humans and people who again these goals matter to you. We're not we're not we're not um, putting the goals like on the back burner. We understand fat loss is important, and we understand that uh, now over 60% of our population is considered obese, uh, overweight, or obese in the U.S. Like like we know the importance of it, and we know that the importance of being overweight or obese based on BMI scales also come with a list of health scares and life expectancy. Uh, dramatically decreases like we understand the importance we're in the industry like we mm -hmm. get it but what if we're causing this by like what if this low calorie isn't the answer mm -hmm. right so what happens is we race to the bottom it's the same thing that people do in the new year when they join a gym 
they think they have to go five or six days a week and they just grind it out. What happens is they push that so hard and they're racing to the bottom simultaneously that that leaves their body no energy to do anything else and all they want to do is feel better and they're too stressed out. So they stop getting steps in, they stop doing more activities, they stop being the quality of the human that they even were before and and they burn themselves out. Mm -hmm. And then they usually get hurt or they lose motivation or they're not seeing results because again, they race to the bottom. Like your body goes into a, like a starvation type of mode if you go too little, mm-hmm. right? And, and what happens when we starve is the body will learn how to preserve. Like if your body thinks it's, it's in a starvation mode, it will learn how to preserve and conserve energy. It's gonna make you not as active. It's gonna make you not as energetic so that it can conserve that energy for what it needs to do to just keep you upright and awake for less hours of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might, might we add that in there? But it's, it's a minimum effective dose of calories. It's different for everybody, but it also doesn't even involve calories. The ultimate thing here that M is also telling uh, you guys, and I am 100% on board with, is that what if it didn't come down to the calories at all? It just came down to those life skills or focusing on some other metric outside of the scale that this stuff then comes with it naturally. And you don't even have to think about it. It's just the side effect, if you will, of that yeah. whole process. And maybe calories are a result of that, right? Yeah. But by removing that focus from the calories, your life isn't reduced to just counting numbers. You can go do all of the things you want to do, probably create a calorie deficit, right? We're, to bring it back to our calories in, calories out, but create one that's more sustainable, where you aren't hunger all the time you're not irritable you're in that modest calorie deficit that allows you to burn body fat still lose weight but still feel good still do all of the things that you want to do it's that minimum effective dose where we can eat as much as possible but still lose weight right so there is an option there for that and you might not have to focus on the calories to do it it will just happen it will just happen yeah. Low calorie diets are low calorie disasters, mm-hmm. long term, and long term is anything outside of four weeks. In this case, yep. Even four weeks is too long, but in this case, mm-hmm. um, and what and, and here's ideas of what to do instead of it, and here's why we're talking about this. Like we see it all the time, mm-hmm. and we hear about it all the time, and we understand the importance of it. But if you've been working on this for months, years, for a lot of our listeners. Like it's time to change, flip the mindset. And there's this, this is the surprisingly fresh take that hopefully you needed to hear to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I think that about sums it up Perfect. once again. Thank you guys very much for listening. As always, to this week's episode of the UFDA podcast, share this out with someone who you think needs to hear it or might like to hear it. Leave us a rating, review, share, uh, subscribe, download all the things that help us to grow organically. And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.